0: Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? It does feel as if Everton will have enough to get over. Like I said,
1: more of a good feeling when it comes to Everton. Yeah, it'll be fascinating. There'll be more twists and turns.
0: Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Hey, welcome back to Off The Ball Saturday here on Newstalk. Shane Handling with you through until 7 o'clock. 25 minutes of the show left. 78 minutes played at the Viva Stadium and it's Ireland 21, Scotland 5. Our rugby coverage is with thanks to Vodafone, official sponsors of the Irish rugby team. Team of us, everyone in and uh, approaching these last few minutes Brent Pope was with me in studio we'll have Fiona Hayes on the line as well from the Aviva Stadium very shortly for all the uh, post-match analysis as well Uh, a yellow card has been given by Wayne Barnes to uh, one of the Scottish players here so uh, for the last couple of minutes Scotland will be without uh, one of their players Uh, I'll just find out for you who that is that's received the uh, the yellow card for Scotland but uh, it's um, it's kind of it's a funny game Brent Uh, Brent Pope was with me in studio here and it's kind of petered out a little bit as Ireland go in search of this fourth try
1: Yeah as I said it won't be the DVD I'll be getting to watch at Christmas time for viewing. Yes, it's been very stop-start. You know, look, you can just about think that Ireland will get out of it what they set to get out of it, which is possibly a bonus point win to put some heat on France. Uh, But I don't think it's the performance that you could really say that would match the start of the Six Nations. What I said before this match was that, you know, Let's start off with a game like Wales where they carried on from the autumn series. A bit of a dip in performances in those other Oof. matches despite wins.
0: As Ireland get over the whitewash, I
1: think. Yeah, it looks like that's a, that's a certain a. soon assume try. they got
0: the ball down. Johnny Sexton certainly thinks so. Anyway, he is going mad celebrating. That looks like the bonus point try for Ireland, Wayne Barnes, uh, I think agrees with him. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been a long time coming. Two tries in each half, Brent, but... They really, they really, really wanted that try. Yeah, and to Scotland it will
1: kick themselves a bit, you know, because they had a, their own penalty opportunity down the other end of the field, and a couple of mistakes and a stupid two, three, stupid penalties allowed, you know, Ireland into the field of play where they can uh, get the opportunity for that for, for, for that fourth try. But I don't. You know, I'd have to see the permutations and that would take a, a skilled mathematician <laughs> to come up with everything like that. But I don't think it's going to really matter as much. I think that it really just clearly comes down to if England beat France, Ireland, win the Six Nations. Mm. And I think that's what I'd be looking at. I still, going back to my earlier point, if you were neutral, and that's what I always take it as, if you were neutral watching this match, would you say that it was a fantastic Irish performance? No. Would you say that they got the job done a bit like England. I thought a lot of the pundits were quite critical of, of Ireland last week against England when I looked back on it and thought, OK, job done, got the points over England. Despite the fact that they were playing against 14 men, sometimes it is a little bit more difficult to, to come to terms with psychologically, especially when it happens so early in the game. You try to force the game. So what I wanted to probably see is a performance that was kind of... At the very top of Ireland's game so that they could finish the season and say, "Okay, a little bit unlucky in the second half against France, you know, great wins against Wales and Scotland, Um, you know, a bit of a a leaky boat against England despite the win and say, look, it's been a pretty good uh, Six Nations. It still has been. Mm. You know, I think Andy Farrell will look back and, and Johnny Sixon regardless of what happens later tonight and say, look, it was a pretty good season. I always thought pre-season that it would be either be an Ireland Grand Slam or an Ireland Championship win or a French Championship win. I think when we looked at the other teams, Wales were going through a lot of injury problems early on. Scotland, you know, you'd have to say probably weren't there or thereabouts at any stage to win a Six Nations. So then it came down really between the top three, which was England, Ireland and France, England were going through real building. Mitty Jones was mucking the team around with different selections, not really knowing what his pattern was. So then it come down to really, as I always saw it, it's a two-horse race. Yeah, yeah. Ireland went away in Paris. They win the Grand Slam with the Six Nations. They lose. Then they probably end up with, they're probably going to end up, which is second. So, yes, a good championship. Um, Yeah, I... (sighs) Looking forward to the New Zealand tour. I think the good things that have come out of this is that uh, we've seen the work ons. We've seen the emergence of a, a, a world class hooker. I think in, in Dan Sheehan. I, I I really think that much about him. You know that he could be the next kind of Keith Wood type player. I, you know, and it's not about getting any calls from his parents or whatever saying thanks for saying it about him. <laughs> I've just followed his his progress. Uh, for the last couple of years and I've seen a really mature player at international level with so few caps Um, so he's certainly not overawed by the opposition so there's an envelope of those players I'd like to see Joey Carberry have more matches Mm. Um, and that'll happen hopefully over the New Zealand tour and early into next season and, and, and the friendly matches or whatever so let's establish before the World Cup who our next out half is Um, and also the the further development of you know maybe looking for a prop um, you know Keane Healy you know good game today but I mean I think you've got to look at his age and and look forward to the next World Cup and say look in in, in 18 months he may be 35 or 36 depending on when his birthday is so (laughs) is that getting a bit old for a World Cup probably so we've got to find a a viable uh, alternative down the line for, for those types of players but All in all, yeah they'll be pretty happy as, as I am not yeah, that they really care what Brent Pope thinks but you
0: know <laughs> well look 26 points to 5 was the final score yeah. uh, it was um, it was Ben White the London Irishman who got that uh, late yellow card by the way for, uh, for Scotland Conor Murray getting that last try for Ireland and Johnny Sexton did pull the, the conversion right and wide but it didn't doesn't matter no. it didn't matter got the bonus point 26 points to 5 uh, Fiona Hayes the ex-Ireland and uh, Munster International is on the line with us from the Aviva Stadium Fiona a fairly happy Aviva Stadium Ireland have won the Triple Crown
2: Yes, that's it. Job done. It might have been the prettiest game at times but look, that was the plan to come win the Triple Crown. Everything else is out of Ireland's hands. So they've gone and done the job and the crowd has just gone off when they heard Dan Sheen. He's given an interview now but what a, what a game he had. Even getting man of the match and he was gone off before the 60 minute mark. It just shows what a, a trooper and what a, a strong ball carrier he is.
0: Would you agree with uh, with Brent's analysis that he's uh, he's world class, maybe a future Keith Wood type player? Like he 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 has been extraordinary in this Six Nations campaign.
2: He is just showing his class, he stepped in, obviously wasn't the, the first choice hooker at the start of this campaign and just seamlessly stepped up in France, not a bother on him, he doesn't look like pressure gets anywhere near him but it was just, it's, it's it's sitting here in the Aviva watching his work right around the pitch that really, really absolutely amazed me today. He got around that pitch, his footwork in contact, he always goes to that outside shoulder and gets space and and his starts and his lineups have been brilliant as well here today and obviously that scrum was tightened up and he he done his job while he was on there.
0: it it might not have been the greatest game to watch Fiona but uh, atmosphere wise it seemed like a a pretty raucous atmosphere in the Aviva Stadium to be fair
2: yeah it was good atmosphere I know Jerry Thornley was on uh, uh, last week saying that there hasn't really been much of an atmosphere at games but it definitely it was quite tense I think maybe after 20 minutes because Ireland didn't have the ball a lot but it definitely livened up there was a few rounds of the fields of Roy that gets everyone going the points were flowing and absolutely delighted with the win and, and a lot of people are staying around now to see Ireland get presented
0: with that triple round. <laughs> okay, you mentioned, Brett, like, look, it's, it's a scrappy, scrappy enough game, but um, overall, Andy Farrell, reasonably pleased with, with what he's seen over the last 80 minutes?
1: Yeah, if you're back at school, you'd probably say report card, you know, seven or eight, Yeah. Um, you know, uh, impressive years work, uh, could do better at times. That would be <laughs> <laughs> often what my reports always used to say. <laughs> what did I always used to get you're too busy um, disrupting class or something yeah. to 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 do anything with his life but uh no, I think on the balance he'll be he'll be pretty pleased i mean he hasn't it doesn't have to seem to be any long term serious injury concerns um you know, uh, Ryan's concussion or repeated concussions would worry me a bit from a from a, a perspective outside of the game. I mean I think he needs a bit of time away from the game to to get that right, go through those correct protocols. Longer term, I think we've seen the establishment of of, of Hanson and Sheehan as, as real fines. Um, you know, return to form by you know players like James Lund. So you know, Gibson Park has had a, had a good tournament. So you know, more positives than negatives. And mm. um, the negatives would be the negatives would be I think Ireland just need a bit more of a, a consistent and ruthless streak if they're to dine at the top table regularly. And I'm not saying that Ireland can't beat any team in the world on their day. That's been proven. Over the last couple of years, I mean, they went into the 2019 uh, World Cup, ranked the best side in the world. We know they can beat the All Blacks, we know they can beat South Africa, Australia, all these big nations, England. We know that. Can they do it on a regular basis? Mm. Um, that has to come in the next, you know, 18 months or so, or whatever, so that Ireland can go out to New Zealand, maybe. You know, steal a a, a a win or two out there, which would be great for their confidence, a bit like England did before they won their first World Cup, and then come back in the continued development of the Irish game through the provinces, which has been really strong. So you know, the longer that the longer that Leinster and Munster and Ulster and Connacht compete in Europe, um, is a good launch pad for for Andy Farrell. But I think on the balance. Coaching wise, as well, I think, you know, seven or eight out of team, I, I can see that Mike's cats influence how they're trying to play the game. Uh, probably not playing it as quickly as he would like, in the sense, but I can see where he's trying to go. He's trying to develop a new style away from Joe Schmidt's style, still keep a core of what Schmidt did, all the good great work he did, but then introduce another way of playing, which is like the likes of Tyg Furlong, Tyg Byrne, these types of players, Doris Cohen, and all these guys being able to play in any position in the field. And, Cat publicly talks about that. He wants all the players to be able to play if they have to move into the midfield. If Ty Furlong, we've seen his step in game at times, we've seen him passing out the back. So that's what he's trying to do. It'll take a bit of time, but I think that's... that. Look, in some motion I suppose, they're headed in the right direction. Um, And I think they'll be a bit disappointed looking back. Will they be happy with... Will Johnny Sexton be happy with this season? Yes, he'll be happy with the Triple Crown. Yes, he'll be happy uh, if they finished, well, he would be delighted if they finished for the Championship. But I just think there'll be a a niggle there somewhere saying, OK, England were right for the picking this year. They might not be right for the picking next time in two years' time. France, not so right for the picking, but Ireland did put themselves back in that game. They had a real opportunity to win that match. Grand slams don't come along that often for Irish rugby. Certainly not as often as they should. I mean, Wales have had plenty more grand slams with lesser teams than Ireland have. I think there's a grand slam in this team, and I think that's where the younger players need to drive that for, because that's what they want. They certainly would set out their stall to the coaching staff and to all their players to say, "Okay, go out to New Zealand, have a really good tour out there, maybe win a match, maybe, who knows, maybe win the two tests or whatever, uh, come back and have another great Six Nations next year and then I suppose their their long-term goals will be semi-final, final final or World Cup because Mm. I think that will define this generation of players that... They'll go somewhere that, in Star Trek terminology, go somewhere where no other team have have gone before.
0: Yeah, for sure. They need to go that next level. They do, really. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. If it was Roy self.
1: Keane talking about football or whatever like that, he'd say the same thing. You know, he'd a perfectionist mm-hmm. like Johnny Sexton is. He'd say, look, to be judged as being a great Irish side, we need to do something in, in, in the World Cup. It's when athletes talk about giving all their... You know, previous championships away for that one elusive gold medal that mm. so many didn't work. And it's always a regret for athletes to say, I just, I did everything, I broke world records and I won world championships, but I just didn't win that Olympic gold medal. So the World Cup is rugby players' Olympic yeah. gold medal. Yeah.
0: Fiona, uh, if you're in, in Andy Farrell's shoes, I mean, are you looking at this Scotland performance and England performance as well? Granted, both bonus point victories, but some managers would actually enjoy the fact that there are there are things to take out of those games that, that you can't be happy with that look there are things that we can learn from you know one of the best things for a team not to get carried away and uh, complacent is uh, is to win games but but have things to improve on and certainly from an Irish perspective there are a multitude of those things Yeah
2: there's a lot of things to improve on and we saw uh, Ireland peak too soon before a World Cup before so I think Andy Farrell is we're heading in the right direction I think these players I know Johnny Sexton spoke about after that England victory about the mentality of the team and the mentality of the squad and other times they might not have won those games. So they're winning these games and they're winning them with bonus point wins. Obviously, the style of play as Brett talked about, they want to get wide. Mike Cat has a certain style and we can see it bursting through and coming into this Irish team but maybe their skill set at times needs to be approved to play at that high intense but it's definitely a team that's going in the right direction and finding players like Matt Hansen, the likes of Dan and I thought Andrew Conway was outstanding as well in this uh, Six Nations. There's a lot of players, individual players that are there and when we lose someone like, I know they, people talked about Porter and you know he offers such events, but we've someone like, Ireland have someone like Ian he Healy stepping into the realm. I thought uh, Dave Kilcoyne came on, he got, we won two scrum penalties after five minutes so I think this tournament, obviously you want to win it, you want to be winning that uh, Grand Slam and there's still a chance of winning it later on um, as in winning the Six Nations but I think all in all it's been a very successful tournament and you want people to be disappointed when not winning every game but France was a big test and I think they learned a lot from that
0: and before we leave you Fiona I mean one other massive positive and Brent touched on it is the strength and depth we have on the bench I mean we, I mean, Andy Farrell emptied the bench there this evening and again you've, you've Conor Murray coming on uh, playing excellently as he did when he came off the bench against England scored another try this evening you mentioned Finlay Bielham and, and players like that who really just add an extra layer they're not there just to make up the numbers or add fresh legs but they add an extra layer to this Irish team when they come off the bench
2: yeah that's what you want in a World Cup. You want guys coming on. I mean, how many lines have we coming on here today to this Irish team? You want people to come on and make a difference, and we saw that especially in the England game. These guys came on, the likes of Robbie Henshaw, whether he's going to be starting going forward, we're not too sure, but these guys come on and make a a big difference and and that's what you want as a squad. You want to be under pressure at training from people coming up behind you and to not feel comfortable in any jersey. And I think Andy Farrell is building that. We see these players, you You know, when they have a good game, they're rewarded and they hold on to that jersey. But there's always lads in the back, scrapping to try and catch that jersey off them.
0: Absolutely. Listen, great stuff, Fiona. I hope you enjoyed the game. Thanks a million for everything this evening.
2: No worries. Thanks, Shane. Loved it.
0: Great stuff. Fiona Hayes there, the uh, former Munster and Ireland international. Brent, before we let you go here in studio. 8 o'clock is what, we, what we're all counting down to, and everyone in the pubs across Dublin and Ireland that are counting down to is, uh, can England do us a favour? We see Ireland lifting the Triple Crown trophy there for the first time in home soil since 2004, but we've only got about a minute here or so left, but can England it's do a us a favour? It's a tough to
1: call, uh, and, and the, the simple answer is yes, can they? The, the, the difficult answer is will they? <laughs> uh, that's a, a, a more difficult question. I think that if they can get at France early and they can upset the sort of French rhythm Motivationally wise, in a sense, Dupont hasn't been at his best, and I don't think he's carrying the captaincy role too easily when games become tight. So he hasn't been his best. Intermac certainly hasn't been at his best. They still have quality players all across the park. We know that, and they desperately want to win a Grand Slam leading up to the World Cup or something because they want to. They they see it different. Dial. I know Ireland talked about you know, peaking too early or something like that, and we've seen that before. France want to be the other. They want to be they want to be one of the top ranked sides going into the World Cup because it's at home. So I just don't think I just don't think that England have the players to do it. Mm-hmm. I think in another year when they had those big ball players like Vunapolo brothers and Tuolangey, those players that can get over the game line and match the physicality. If they match France's physicality which I don't believe... I do believe they have it in the pack to do it. I just don't believe that they have in the back. When you've got the French guys there in the back line that are very big and very physical, I think that'll be the difference. Mm. But look, you know, I I love... French rugby, uh, you know, and 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 I've always loved French rugby. What I like, what I like, England to do them a favor yeah because it means that Ireland would win the championship, and I'd be delighted for them. So, and Andy Farrell, who's uh, come across really, you know, really well this season, and is talking, and and you can see a real bond between the Irish players and their coaches, which is, which is great. Absolutely. So, final thing is, you know, I'm delighted with the season. Could we have had better games here? Yeah. Could we a better performance here? Yeah. Got the wins and put ourselves in a position that uh, we could still take the championship if if
0: <laughs> if we th- do. yeah, exactly. Touch wood, fingers crossed, and we'll all uh, look ahead to eight pm this evening. Listen, Brent Pope, been great to have you in across the Six Nations. Yeah, it's been an no, I really pleasure. enjoyed
1: it. And back into the media, so it's, exactly. Uh, we'll
0: have to make it a habit to get you in here for sure, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> absolutely. 100%. Uh, Brent Pope there, and uh, Fiona Hayes as well. You'd have heard uh, analysing that Ireland Scotland game. So we look ahead now to eight o'clock. Hopefully, as we said, the England can, the English can do us a favour. Loads still to come tomorrow and off the ball from one to seven. Willow Callaghan in the hot seat. The paper review from half past one. More atrocities, and Tommy Conlan Three to four o'clock rugby reaction from Shane Byrne and Cian Tracy. we'll have live Premier League commentary Tottenham and West Ham Richie McCormick alongside Brian Kerr for that half past four game and loads of updates from the Allianz National League's games as well so that's Willow Callahan on air tomorrow from one o'clock to seven but for now from me Shane Hannan and all the team have a great evening